Welcome everyone to the Entertainment Fate Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. And I'm another one of your hosts, Jessica Quaz. Jess, you're you're ready to go to the ballpark. So I you am. got your hat and everything. Yeah, I'm out here repping my team. Well, I should say in here repping my team. Um I miss baseball, dude. <laughs> I do. Baseball is my favorite sport. I I love it. To me, it just means like summer is here. I love going to baseball stadiums. Actually, it's a bucket list uh, of mine to go to every single baseball stadium. Um, I've gone to quite a lot. Still have a lot more to go. Uh, will not be going to any this summer, probably. So, <laughs> <laughs> But don't worry. You can check out some in some movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Jess said, obviously... Uh, this is coming out during a time where uh, the COVID pandemic has really taken a damper on live entertainment, whether that's comedy or theater or sports, uh, big re- uh, wrestling, you know, big events. And so we decided, you know, if you need to have a little nostalgia, what it was like to see sports and, you know, the feel good stories that can happen with sports, we're going to give you some recommendations on some of our favorite sports movies. Uh, It's not just going to be baseball. It's going to be a wide variety of sports. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to dive into that. Uh, Before we do, uh, Jess, what have you been watching since the last time we recorded? So, for movies, I've actually been watching a lot of movies. Um, I have finally seen Bombshell from last year. Um, It was a little disappointing, I will say. Um, Do you remember Bombshell coming out, Brandon? I remember the promo materials. I did not see it. But uh, it's obviously got some powerhouse actresses in it um, about some powerful recent events. Um, I don't definitely want to take a look at it, but not yet. I have not. Yeah, so I didn't see it when it first came out either. Um, it looked really interesting because, yeah, like great actresses, great cast, um, gr- very riveting material that was very relevant. But I got to say it was like pretty boring. Um, which was very disappointing given the material they had. Um, another complaint I had was that they made uh, Charlize Theron as Megan Kelly sort of our hero. And like, the, there's a lot of issues with that. Um, I mean, not to belittle anything she did in standing up for the sexual harassment at Fox News, but this is also the same woman who has time and time again pushed a very racist and sexist agenda to masses not only that but Gretchen Carlson was really the one that like started the the whole thing so I don't know I had a little issue of like making like just kind of washing away Megyn Kelly's issues and kind of making her a hero did not like that but I will say the casting was incredible like if you know any of these Fox people the smaller characters like your Janine Shapiro and like your um, Kimberly Gimford, whichever one was dating Donald Trump Jr. Like they, the women they cast in them <laughs> look just like them. It's like mind blowing how well they did with that. So that watching it for that alone is fascinating. Um, overall, eh, eh, it was fine. Um, <laughs> which is <laughs> I love when Jess's response to certain movies is. <laughs> it's fine like i don't like that happens a lot with movies like if i don't feel passionate that it was good or passionate that it was bad it's right in the middle i'm just like yeah yeah it's fine like I'm not gonna tell you not to watch it but like eh, you don't have to <laughs> i encapsulate yeah. a lot in that in that statement like yeah it was fine <laughs> um <laughs> another movie that i did watch that was also just fine um was just mercy which uh was actually made free which is very awesome so you can go watch that on any streaming platform amazon um apple tv plus that has it for rent and you can rent it for free the studio made it for free so that people could watch it and learn about the justice system and the prejudices within it um the story itself is really interesting it's a pretty good like courtroom crime drama um the performances are great uh, Brie Larson, Michael B. Jordan, and Jamie Foxx are in it. 
Um, I was really just, just fine because it was like a little dry for me. Um, there was, a, I don't know, a sort of a disconnect in some of the characters we were supposed to care about for me. Um, but it was fascinating. It was a fascinating, uh, story and yeah, Michael B. Jordan is fantastic in everything he's in. Um, and then I also watched the Evil Dead remake. That was a rewatch. Um, I love the original Evil Dead franchise. I loved the reboot when it came out. And yeah, I gotta say the remake like still holds up. It's incredible. And then I also watched Honey Boy, which is, I know is a movie that you watched, Brandon, and talked about a few episodes, oh. episodes back. Um, yeah. It was great. It was wonderful. It was very different. Powerful. Very powerful. Very unique. Um, really just, I don't know, like it just painted this portrait of this child star that like, you know, we grew up with and not really understanding like why he became like this douchebag bad boy or like what the issues were in his life. And um, yeah, it was, it was really, really fantastic. I think I, I think there was also a lot of, like, question when it was announced that Shia LaBeouf would be playing his own father. Like, I think that people, that was met with some skepticism. Um, but I think it worked very well. I thought he was amazing. And I am surprised that there was no awards given to it. Like, it really flew under the radar. Right. Like, that is, that's ridiculous. Even, even like, Golden Globes. Like, uh, again, Independent Spirit Awards is where it's at. <laughs> Because they recognize it there. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, nothing. It's, it's just incredible. And it's very vulnerable work by him, too, to, like, put that out. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Literally therapy for him on screen. And that's one thing uh, I may not have touched on as much last time. But, yeah, this is not just a child star, but one that, like, our generation, you know, people that are in their upper 20s, lower 30s, that, like, we grew up watching him as he was a child and then as we were getting older, like you said, he started spiraling and we're all like, oh, what happened? Oh, this. And then you watch this. It's like, oh. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, yikes. And it's also just very interesting, his relationship with what he does, like the work he does that like he wrote this movie and he he did start it when he was in rehab and in therapy. And so like all of his issues really came from like being pushed to be a child star and in movies and TV. And then it was a movie that kind of helped him cope with it, which is like really fascinating. And honestly, like, I don't think there's ever been a movie like this that's been done. Like, I don't, I just don't think there is like at all. So, um, that alone <laughs> yeah. makes it incredibly fascinating, but yeah, I really, really did like it. And then as far as TV goes, um, I've really been only watching two shows as of recent, so I got a new iPhone because I am in the cult, um, and with a new Apple device, you get the Apple TV Plus, so I officially have that, hey, um, definitely would not have subscribed to that without the new device, it's like for free, so whatever, um, but they have a show on there that's produced by M. Night Shyamalan, who I'm always like indifferent about. Um, it's called The Servant. It is fascinating. It is this weird modern horror, but it's like, it's like pseudo gothic horror. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I can't really describe it without giving too much away. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I kind of just threw it on cause I was like, well, got Apple TV for free. Let's check this out and popped it on and I binged it all in one day. It was fascinating. So if you have Apple TV Plus, which not many do, um, check that out. <laughs> if you don't, don't pay for it. If you get it for free, watch it. You know, eh. um, but yeah, The Servant, it was actually really good. <laughs> so, like, don't spend your money, though. Just, um, and then I've also watched We're Here, which is on HBO and HBO Now and HBO Go and HBO Max, I'm sure. Um, it's fabulous. It is basically Queer Eye, but with drag queens, and it's wonderful. So these three drag queens, Shangela, Eureka, and Bob the Drag Queen, they go to these little towns, um, and they put on a drag show, and they have locals there join in. And some, <clears throat> and there was one episode where it was local drag queens who were like a little like starting out a little rough that they helped like elevate them. Um, and then sometimes it's just like local people who 
for whatever reason want to try drag out and it's really sweet um it's really it's great like there was this mother and daughter duo who wanted to do drag because their um daughter slash sister was a lesbian and committed suicide and as a way to honor her they wanted to put on this performance um and it was also like doubled as a way for therapy for them and to heal so it's, it's really nice it's really special um I really enjoyed it even if you're not like deep into the drag world or don't really know who these queens are I think anyone can kind of jump in and just enjoy it um so yeah we're here it's beautiful okay interesting and uh i like how you're like yeah apple plus uh, (laughs) you know i was like here's the thing i was not about to pay for apple tv plus absolutely not and then i got an iphone and i was like oh yeah that's a thing cool check this out like that's it um i have started watching another show that's on there that's like pretty good but the thing is like who else is watching these shows? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Who's like, so I yeah. don't want to like recommend the editors a show. Yeah. Right. Like that, like the servant was really, <laughs> really good, but I'm not about to be like, yeah, go watch it. Cause it's like, well then there's a step of like getting Apple TV and I'm not, I don't want you to do that if you don't have a new iPhone. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that drag show definitely sounds powerful. Cause when you, <laughs> when you were saying, uh, it's like queer eye, but this I was like queer eye. I'm into it. I'm into. <laughs> right, right. I still haven't finished and caught up on queer eye because like I I feel like I just always want some there in case I need to watch some. Yeah, that's like yeah, it's like uh like rainy day. You know, like keep it there. Like if you when you need it, I haven't watched uh, the new season yet. I've heard it's very good, but I'm kind of where you're at, where I'm like, I'm just gonna like wait until like I really need it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right um i'm sure plenty of people are watching it so it's going to keep getting renewed but yeah uh, it's like i'm i'm gonna like i'm gonna do it rainy day not feeling good want to want to have like a healthy cry um yeah uh all right uh so i i uh i did binge a show since the last time we recorded uh i binged umbrella academy season one yes yeah, I hadn't seen this before, but everyone's like, you should watch it. You love X-Men. Check it out. And I was like, you know what? I could use a show that I need to just kind of dive into. Um, so I'll give it a shot. And yeah, I watched it like within a week, uh, probably like less than a week. I, I knocked it out pretty quickly. Um, and I'm so glad I did now because season two is coming out in like a month. So I don't have to wait that long. <laughs> um but yeah, so I'm really excited uh, for season two. I think Umbrella Academy was so well done. I liked how there were some actors I kind of recognized. Some, a lot, were like new upcomers. And uh, I think I obviously have not read the graphic novel source material. But I think the show does a great job of having some action but character development. And it doesn't mind uh, being weird and fun and it can be really dark uh yeah it's just it's just a great show i can't really say too much about it except for that it's a lot of fun um so yeah check that out if you haven't uh good time to watch it before season two drops uh so what movies have i been watching um i checked out netflix's the lovebirds oh yeah how was with- that yeah with kumail nanjiani and uh is it Issa Rae? yeah yeah um i think they have great chemistry together they're both very hilarious like i love both them being in leads whether it's together or just on their own they need to be the leads of more things we need more movies where the leads are people of color um they just were hilarious and um while the movie is pretty you know you kind of can guess where it's gonna go um it's also nice and short. It's like an hour and like 27 minutes. It's it's like a breeze. So it's really easy to just throw on watch. Um, it may not be the funniest movie in the world. You may not, you know, 
recommend it to a ton of people but like i'm sure you'll you'll have some some fun moments during it and i just wanted to watch it also to just support those two actors uh because i want them to be in more things whether it's on netflix or anywhere else um what else have i been watching um well uh for my bad movie night with my friends uh virtual bad movie night we did velocipaster <laughs> oh wow <laughs> It's on Amazon Prime. Luckily, we did not have to pay for that one. <laughs> and uh, whew, this is a movie that's so bad, you can tell that they were trying to make it bad. Like it's it's, but like it still works and is still very entertaining. Uh, it's called Velocipaster, so I don't <laughs> know what you're gonna expect from it. But just expect shit, and so when it's shit, you won't be surprised if it's better than shit in your eyes. Then, all right, you expected shit. So, um, it's yeah, what a what a watch. <laughs> <laughs> if you have Amazon Prime, throw it on. It's free. You don't have to pay for it or rent it. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna say too much because it's it's called Velocipaster, guys. <laughs> like it's just like a punny, terrible name where a pastor instead of turning into like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, he turns into a Velociraptor. Um, wow. Uh, that's what I'll say. Uh, and it's not an actual Velociraptor. It's like an inflatable dinosaur costume that clearly was like a, a costume that's meant for like a T-Rex. <laughs> but they call it a Velociraptor. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I think they literally just did it for like the pun for the title. <laughs> but yeah, it's it clearly was trying something really, really bad, and they, yeah, um, I'm sure what, the directors or writers. Would be, uh, within the last few years, like it's <laughs> it's like a recent movie, but it's very indie. You could it, you could totally see this being like a just a terrible movie that someone threw on YouTube, mm-hmm. but they put it on Amazon, and I think people keep watching it because we're like scrolling through things, and we're like Velocipaster, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's, it, it, I'm sure they have like a thing where they're like, oh, we're trying to do all these action tropes and whatnot and whatever. It's just shitty and, and fun. <laughs> um, if you want to feel good about yourself. Uh, I also rewatched for the first time in a long time, Logan. Um, yeah, can't say enough good things about that. Uh, rewatched Psych the movie. Oh, thing I watched, I, I rewatched the last few seasons of Psych. Uh, a show that I used to really love. I felt like the last few seasons kind of fell apart. They weren't as bad as I thought, but you could definitely tell whenever a show goes for like eight years, they're usually not doing their best stuff on the eighth year. Uh, Sounds like another <laughs> usually show the I know writers... called Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they definitely were kind of phoning it in towards the end, but I still like it because the actors involved. Um, I also recently, I threw on In Between Calls at Work, I watched Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Never seen that before. I avoided it because I was like, this is just liar, liar, but slightly tweaked. <laughs> and it was. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. <laughs> Only not as well done. Um, I think that this movie, if they just would have tweaked some things and even just had a different actor do the gimmick but it's because you did the exact actor that did liar liar it he couldn't save it you know he's fun to watch it has zoe Deschanel, um but it's yeah it it it, there's a reason why a lot of people forgot it after it came out in 2008 (laughs) um (laughs) lastly uh i just watched the other day uh the ballad of buster scruggs um, this is a Coen Brother Netflix movie that came out. Um, have you seen this, Jess? No, I've been wanting to, though. I've heard it's really good. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, for those who don't know, they did uh, six short stories in a movie. Um, they're not connected. Uh, so it's almost like, you know how Twilight Zone was only like 20 minutes? Uh, it's like six Twilight Zone, not like twisty, but like six short stories like that. But they're all Western. Um, like I said, no crossover characters, no connecting things. They're just six short stories that are all about the West. Um, 
first two segments I enjoyed. The other four, not as much. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw some good things here and there in the other ones, but there's one with Liam Neeson that is straight up depressing. And I'm like, how did you convince Liam Neeson to do this worst one out of the out of the six vignettes um yeah it's uh it's definitely coen brothers but i think it's one of those things that like netflix pretty much gives most people like do your thing but do it here and they're like <laughs> fuck it no one else is letting us do this we'll just do whatever the fuck we want and then there's a reason why like i bet some people have watched the first like 20 to 30 minutes of this and probably stopped uh, <laughs> Uh, so if I was going to recommend, I'd say watch the first two segments and then you can flip on something else. Um, that's my recommendation for the ballot of Buster Scruggs. Um, and then one other thing, uh, Jess, I wanted to kind of talk about that we're going to be doing in uh, some of our next couple episodes. Uh, Jess and I are watching through the Mission Impossible franchise. That's right. So we're going to have two upcoming episodes where we break down the franchise um, I have never seen any of the Mission Impossible movies before this, so um, I'm coming at it with like a fresh perspective. Uh, Brandon has seen them before, is a big fan, so he's coming at it from that angle. So if you've never watched them before, please follow along. Um, and if you're a super fan, maybe you want to revisit it, because yeah, we'll be getting into that entire franchise. Yeah, um, it was definitely interesting. Like she said, we'll, we'll go more in depth uh in those episodes obviously but there's currently six movies out uh two of them i actually hadn't seen before um and the most actually all the other ones i'd only seen once so um i i think it's gonna be a very fun franchise uh to watch because it's crazy guys this series started in 96 and the latest one came out in 2018 and they're making like two more um <laughs> So Tom Cruise was like 36 when this started and he's like almost 60 now. It's <laughs> insane. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll dive into it. Uh, uh, like she said, next couple episodes. So if, if you guys want to get started now, um, you're quarantining different movies, want to watch a series from start to finish, watch along with us. Mission Impossible franchise. We're going to talk about each one. Um, not each episode, but, you know, we're going to break down different ones because this is a wild series that has had almost a different director every movie, almost a different style every movie. Uh, the, some Only, like, a handful of things kind of connecting them all, one being Tom Cruise doing insane fucking stunts. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk all about it. I've done a lot of research, taken a lot of notes, because uh, this was a fun series to kind of watch from start to finish and see what it evolved into over the years. Yeah, and then we also have some other viewing that you can follow along with. Um, like we said in last episode, we are going to be doing viewing homework. So we'll be doing that yes. uh, our next episode. So you might want to watch some stuff and follow along with us. Um, so just as a reminder, I have assigned Brandon to watch the pilot of Succession, um, the movie Don't Breathe, and then to listen to the podcast episode of Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Um, and the episode is How Do We Stay Healthy in the Age of Coronavirus? Um, we can link the podcast episodes in the description so you can just click on them and listen to them with us. Yeah. Um, and I assigned Jess um, the TV show, the, the pilot of The Boys on Amazon. I assigned her the movie A Few Good Men, one of my all-time favorites. Also with Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the podcast, That Time I Got Arrested, um, uh, with B. Casper, um, a performer here in Chicago, and uh, a podcast that is blowing up. And it's a lot of fun to listen to with a very interesting story. Um, so, yeah, uh, we have some homework that we assigned each other. We're doing some together. So if you want the next few episodes to join along with us, like Jess said, uh, check out the podcast. We'll link those. Check out those shows, the movies. Um, watch Mission Impossible along with us. It's a wild ride. And yeah, but uh, now that we've talked all about what we've been watching and what we're going to be watching, uh, let's dive into some sports movies. Yes. Um, so Jess, 
Uh, you were wearing your baseball cap before. Let's let's kick us off. Let's talk about, you know, your favorite sport, baseball. There's lots of incredible baseball movies out there. So baseball. Baseball. <laughs> so I only have one baseball movie on my list that also happens to be on Brandon's list, and that is the movie Forty Two, about Jackie Robinson. Um, I find this movie to be very emotional very fascinating um i mean jackie robinson is obviously especially if you know anything about baseball you know who jackie robinson is um but he's not uh, he's portrayed as almost like larger than life so this movie was amazing because it really showed who he was as a person and the struggles he obviously had to go through being the first black player in the mlb um, and yeah, Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson, and this was the first time I'd ever seen uh, Chadwick Boseman in anything. Um, this was before Black Panther, obviously, and he just blew me away in this performance. Um, so you definitely have to see it if you are a fan of Black Panther and a Chadwick Boseman fan. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I love the aesthetic of it. Uh, the, the feel of it, uh, how they didn't really try to gloss over the terrible things he went through um, and how he had to rise above it and handle it. Um, other members of the cast are Harrison Ford, who is surprisingly really good. <laughs> um, surprisingly. Surprisingly, because when I first saw the trailer, uh, I was like, it, it looks a little hokey. Um, but then actually, like, watching it, it was great. Um, and then we also have Christopher Maloney. Hello, Elliot Stabler. He's here. Um, <laughs> and then Andre Holland, he's in it as well, who's just in Moonlight. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I really enjoy this movie. I, I really do. Yeah. 42, I think, is one that's very underrated. I think it, it, for whatever reason, it just, it didn't kind of take off like I thought it would when I saw the trailer. Like you said, Chadwick Boseman, this is kind of before uh, Black Panther fame, and uh, I think that this showed, like, the promise that he's going to have as, like, a career goes. Um, and the movie's really good. I, I think it, like you said, it, it really talks about the, the struggle that he went through because there's one thing to be like angry and try to fight back but like you know Harrison Ford I think has like a line about like you know I like it's stronger like you can't fight back you know um because like that's what they that's what they want you to do and it's it's very telling you know based off like some current events um that are happening and I just think it's a really great movie um people should check it out um yeah 42 is very underrated and it, I, I wish more people uh would see it me too and I, I do think it should have definitely been higher regarded when it first came out i do think like he should have at least gotten best picture or best i'm sorry he should have gotten best actor at the very least um but as we talk award shows are kind of not always like the great merit of what was actually going on but yeah, I just think it is a fantastic movie. I do think it's worth revisiting now. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just as simple as that. It's just a good baseball movie and historical movie about the hardships of being a trailblazer. Yeah. And um, yeah, so an, uh, another movie that's historical that I think if you haven't seen it that you should definitely see is A League of Their Own. Um which I think is a, it's crazy because it's this is a story about women's baseball happening during World War Two when most men were out fighting in the war, and uh, I think a lot of, I I was reading and heard about that like a lot of people like forgot or didn't many generations didn't know about this happening until this movie came out. Yeah, I love <laughs> so that. So it's it's de yeah it's definitely uh, like historical. Um, I. It has an incredible cast with uh, Gina Davis, uh, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, um, and then Tom Hanks, you know, Tom Hanks, American's dad, um, <laughs> just being hilarious in it. 
and uh, yeah, it's it's so funny, but it's also dramatic. Uh, I think it cat. Uh, what a lot of these movies and sports movies, I think we like as Americans kind of get drawn to like sports is whether it's like an underdog story or just kind of like the the not giving up aspect and fighting through adversity um which like you know we were just talking about with like 42 and especially with the league of their own because like these women are playing baseball but they're expected to play in skirts and like a lot of the men are just like want them to strip and like want to make fun of them and chastise them and all these things when it's like they're literally playing the game that the men were um but they're their expectations are so much higher and like i said that how are they supposed to slide in the dirt like in a skirt <laughs> uh when like men wear like these big pants to like protect from like scrapes and whatnot um and also just the fact that like softball is usually a thing that are geared towards women playing but like no they played baseball they had to throw it overhand and a lot of them had to learn to throw differently to hit differently and it's just it's a great film that like i wonder why it wasn't given more like award attention uh you know award attention but like we've said with many things it's a movie that i think so many people have seen and is like it's one that used to always be on tv so it's like a classic in the sense that like it may not have gotten a bunch of award consideration but it's just a must see in my eyes yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Even though it didn't get, like, the accolades it deserved now, it's definitely, like, stood the test of time. Like, I remember, like, my mom throwing that on when I was a little girl. And, like, ju- it just, I don't know, meant a lot to me to watch it. And it still does. It's a wonderful film. And it's very inspiring. Yeah, definitely. Um, couple comedy baseball ones I want to mention before we jump into some of the other sport ones. Um... I think a classic comedy is Major League. Um, it's uh, crazy how old that is now with, you know, Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen, uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, all these people in it uh, about the Cleveland Indians. And uh, it's just a fun movie that, like, it's crazy how um, towards some of the final scenes they had to film those with like full stadiums you know like they had to get all these extras to come watch a fake game that wasn't happening um and it just you really get caught up in the underdog story because all these players were hired to be on this team because the owner wanted them to get last so that they could move the team from cleveland to florida and so like what's up no i didn't say anything but my i was like oh whoa because i didn't know that i didn't know that story yeah well like it's not based on a real story oh, uh, oh. <laughs> i thought it was that's why i was like whoa i didn't know that happened <laughs> <laughs> i wish it was i know uh, but no it's, it's, uh, <laughs> um yeah like it's it but it's it's still a fun under uh, underdog story fun comedy uh, from the 80s uh, that I think everyone should check out. And then the other one I just wanted to mention, I had to do it because it's embedded from my childhood, is The Sandlot. Um, this is a movie that like I loved. And then as I got older, uh, you may not be able to see it in like the video now or if you look at pictures of me now, but when I was younger and I played baseball and I was a catcher, I looked a lot like uh, the great Hambino. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ham... Uh, who does the infamous monologue about s'mores. Um, (laughs) I have curly hair. I used to have a lot of freckles when I was younger. I was a catcher. And so, like, I was constantly reminded that, like, you look like ham from the Sandlot. (laughs) Like, you're killing me, Schmalls. You know, like, uh, the the s'more. You know, like, it just... I already loved the movie, but then the fact that, like, for most of my little league baseball career, people are bringing up that fact anytime I was especially in catcher gear. Um, yeah, it's just, it's always going to be a part of my life. And, um, you know, I do love s'mores. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's just a fun family movie uh, with kids uh, and uh, with baseball in it. I just had to mention it when uh, we were talking about baseball movies. Of course, that is an iconic sports movie for sure. It's, it's like every part of everyone's childhood. 
Yeah, especially if you grew up in the 90s. Um, and just to say, like, I was definitely not that uh, kid because I was one when that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Jess, uh, what are some other sports movies that are jumping out at you that you making you miss going to sports? Oh, man. Um, well... Um, one of my favorite sports movies that is a very niche sport is Whip It with Ellen Page. Do you remember Whip It? Uh, I did not see it, but I've been so fascinated in wanting to see more things with roller derby. You have to see it. Hold on. I'm going to take my baseball cap off again now that we're done with the baseball chat. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, making outfit changes left and right. Anyway... Let the let the Jean Grey hair out. <laughs> um, so Whip It is fantastic. It's yeah about a young girl, Ellen Page, uh, joining a roller derby team. Um, she just goes to a roller derby show and is like, oh my god, this is amazing! I want to try it out. Um, and it's interesting too. It's in two thousand nine. Uh, Drew Barrymore actually directed it and did a really fantastic job on the direction. The cast is amazing because oh, yeah. um, it's Ellen Page. You have Kristen Wiig, Drew Barrymore, Eve. Um, yeah, just Marcia Gay Harden, Aaliyah Shockwatt. Like some really, really great actors and actresses are in it. Um, and it's just really fun. Um, the team when she joins is like rough. So it's definitely like an underdog story as well. Um, you know, she's just kind of looked at it as like this kid who's just joining for fun. Um, but in her personal life, she's also very much of an outcast and like, doesn't know where she really like fits in. So as a teenager, she's struggling with that. And so like joining this sport also, um, just makes her feel better. So it's an underdog story about, you know, her and the team and it's just really sweet. It's really funny. It's really awesome. The soundtrack is rad. Um, I don't know, like it's just one that I'll watch and it will put me in like a pumped up mood. Um, it's, so it's fantastic. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, it's like a very like niche sport. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of roller derby movies out in the world, um, but Whip It is just fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I want to check that out. And when uh, events start coming back, I want to check out Roller Derby because oh, ro it looks awesome. Roller Derby Live is so fun. It's so engaging. It's so intense. I definitely, I haven't been to a roller derby competition in years but I will absolutely go whenever it is safe to. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, so it's it's funny. We've already mentioned Underdog Story a couple times, and it sounds like Whippet is that too. Um, it's just crazy how often like sports movies in general are so much fun when there's that element of the fact that because uh, we've all been in those situations, whether it's been uh, sports we've played when we were kids or like a job at work or whatever, where we're the underdog and we want to overcome the thing uh, that people are throwing at us. And yeah, it's just so much fun. Uh, another underdog story that I have to mention that's a totally random sport. I never would have thought I, uh, this is actually, this movie taught me what the sport was. I didn't know it existed when I was little. Uh, cool Runnings. Yes, that's a classic. Yes, that that is that is a fucking perfect movie. Like <laughs> that is so good. It's so like well done. Um, you know, it's got Jan Candy to be the recognizable, lovable person. It's got four pretty unknown actors uh, telling a. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was a true story, right? I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that was based off of a true story. Yeah, uh, which another thing, how many sports movies that are good are usually based off of real stories? Um, I'm not going to dive too much into Cool Runnings because like, if you haven't seen it, stop what you're fucking doing and watch Cool Runnings. Uh, especially you know if you're at home and you need something to feel good, watch that movie. Um, if you, if, I would like to meet anyone who doesn't like Cool Runnings and just... <laughs> inform you how you're incorrect because <laughs> uh, there's like nothing to hate about that movie um it's yeah uh, it may be perfect 
Yeah, I would agree. It's on Disney Plus now. I have not watched it since it's been on, but I definitely will. Um, but yeah, as a kid, I used to love it. I used to love it so much. I thought it was amazing. Um, so I have one that is also very niche sports. Um, hold on. Why did I, I lost my list? What the fuck? I'm looking at your list. Okay. Um, so my next favorite sports movies are Seven Days in Hell and Tour de Pharmacy, which are, <laughs> which are, um, uh, Lonely Island produced, uh, uh spoof documentaries. Uh, Seven Days in Hell is hilarious. It's, uh, about a tennis competition between, um, Andy Samberg and Kit Harrington, and just the the humor of it and like i've i didn't know kit harrington could be funny like he's hilarious he's such a weirdo um it's so good and then tour de pharmacy and andy samberg right yeah andy samberg is the one that's facing off with him um and then tour de pharmacy is about uh like cycling like cycle racing Um, and that cast is huge. Orlando Bloom's in that, and he's hysterical, which I did not know he could be hysterical either. Um, John Cena's in it. (laughs) I think Debbie Diggs is in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he, like, the joke with him is that, like, oh, my God, all of a sudden he just bulked up one year. It's like, he's not on roids. Like, uh, like, the joke with him is he's very fucking clearly on roids, but, like, no one wants to say it. Um, it's, they're both hilarious. Like, both of them are so funny. It's like pop star never stop never stopping, but for sports. Um, the cameos are great. Uh. The the weird sort of like spin-off storylines they'll go into, the way they make these like pretty boring sports very intense. Um, it's hilarious. If you have HBO, you absolutely need to watch these two. There's been talk of them doing more. There was at one point talk of them doing uh, one like this, but it's for golf, and that would be hysterical because golf is the most boring oh sport God. in the fucking world. Um, yeah, they're just hysterical. Yes. Yeah, I I've seen both of these two guys. They're both about like 30, 40 minutes. They're not like full movies, but they're so well done. Like they do what comedies I think should do, like about like a sport. They just like go in talk about the tropes, fill in some goofiness, and, like, what Andy Samberg, uh, I believe it's, like, Lonely Island, usually he works with them, uh, did these these little kind of short movies. And they just, like you said, they find these actors that you wouldn't expect to be funny, and then they just give them a funny script and, like, a funny concept, and then they bring the funny out of them. And uh, they're, they're just so well done. They're perfect. Um... I, you just made me want to go and watch them again because it's been, uh, I haven't seen them since they came out. Um, and yeah, I want to watch them again. They're so good guys. I can't say enough good things about them. They're so ridiculous. I know. I, I, I really want to rewatch them too. Cause I remember like watching them. I was just dying, like hysterically laughing. And I, I, one thing that I just thought was so brilliant and this is the last thing I'll say on it was that in Tour de Pharmacy, they actually got Lance Armstrong to be in it. And he, it's the, the, <laughs> the joke they do with him is brilliant. And like, because it's a, a plot point about um, doping and cycling, obviously. And yeah, they get him in it. And like, I can't believe he agreed to do it. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It is so brilliant. So yeah, I love those two movies. Definitely rank high, <laughs> rank high for sports movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, since you you bring up a, a a goofy comedy one, I'm gonna bring up one. Uh, I've probably mentioned this multiple times in this podcast. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time, and I genuinely want this as a sport. Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> this why isn't this an actual telecast sport? I'm sorry, but like I don't need to like. I, I, I love baseball. I love like football in some ways, but like there's a lot of sports that I'm like, I don't care because it's all just jacked up people who have been doing nothing but this for their entire life. And um, it, it's like, yes, it's entertaining, but also I'm like, the thing about dodgeball is like, you don't really, like, you could have people of all shapes and sizes, you know, genders, uh, anything, and it could just be so much fun if you give it the kind of 
uh, setup that it does in this movie uh, where they have like the full, like they have the officials, they have the courts, you know, they have uh, <laughs> Jason Bateman and um, Gary Cole as the announcers. Um, yeah, I just think it would be so much fun. We need dodgeball as a legitimate professional sport to watch uh, because I can't get enough of watching this movie and just dreaming of this actually being a thing someday. <laughs> that it's given the attention that like soccer and tennis and like you said, golf, you know, like we have ping pong, you know, why can we do all these things that are so close to something? But like dodgeball as Americans, we often played in gym growing up. Like, let's just, let's put it on ESPN 8, the Ocho. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I see your arguments. I mean, it's a lot of agility and endurance. I, I think it should be up there. And it's a sport we all know. We all know. Like, we all played baseball in gym. Why not, why not play dodgeball at a big arena? I get it. I think that'd be fun. Right? All right. Well, bringing it back to traditional sports, um, my next favorite sports movie is around basketball, and it's Coach Carter. Brandon, did you ever see Coach Carter? I actually didn't see this one. So I think it came out in like 2005, 2006, and I feel like looking back... I'm going to guess 05. You want to guess 05 or 06? I think it's 05. All right, let's take a look. Oh, five. Oh, five. Yeah. We both win. It. I was in <laughs> uh, seventh grade. Wow. Yep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, do, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, so, come. <laughs> so. You always hate talking about age, like we're so old. I, and I also hate talking about middle school, because I went to Catholic school in Indiana, so I'm just like, no, <laughs> we're not going to talk about middle school, it's horrendous time. Um, oh boy. We'll just breeze right over that. Anyway, Coach Carter. Um, uh. <laughs> Coach Carter is fantastic. It is a really, really good movie. It is like, to me, it's uses a lot of like the same sort of like sports tropes but in a different way if that makes sense so basically samuel jackson plays coach carter he returns to the high school where he played when he was in high school and becomes the basketball coach um the team is rough they are not good and they're kind of assholes they're assholes to each other they're like always infighting um they're just like punky teenagers uh, so he comes in and he's like, look, if you're going to play, you're going to behave. And he like drafts a contract of like all these behavioral things they have to abide by in order for them to be on the team. Basically just comes in, lays down the law. Um, but in a way, in a way that's like very like it's because he cares. Um, so it's, it's just really sweet because it shows how important it is for teenagers, especially um, in like lower income communities or middle class communities, how important it really is to have an adult like guiding them in such a way. Because yeah, like then throughout like what he has them do and like the contract where they have to like, they have to show up at every class, they have to uh, wear ties on game day, they have to maintain a certain GPA, like all of that leads to them bettering themselves and therefore becoming better players. And it's just, uh, that's what's very touching about the movie. I think it says a lot about coaches and teachers and how much adults can have such an impact on you as a, as a young teenager, especially if you're an asshole, because like teenagers can be awful. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's <laughs> also a very nice underdog story that doesn't like push the underdog thing to the extreme. Like obviously like, the team isn't doing great and then he steps in and helps them better themselves and better the team which is wonderful and this is based on a true story as well um and yeah i just i i think it's amazing i think it's it's very touching it's very emotional um i think it's very well done and and pretty well written for 2005 because we were pumping out some weird movies then uh, <laughs> but I will also say, like, 
it is, in my opinion, one of the best performances in Samuel Jackson's entire career. It's extremely underrated of his, too. Like, you think of, like, the bigger movies he's in, Coach Carter, it's, like, honestly, I think he's at his best in it. Like, it's, the performance is amazing. Um, so I love it for that, too. And also, I think at the time, it came out in 2005, it was oddly produced by MTV Movies, which I forgot was a thing back in the day, I guess. And they produced, like, some <laughs> weird, like, like, I don't even know exactly what else, but I do remember MTV Movies producing, like, kind of, like, teenager movies, teen, teen movies, yay! And so, like, they produced Coach Carter, which predominantly has teens in it, but I wouldn't classify as a teen movie. Um, and so I think it wasn't... <laughs> taken as seriously as it should have been because it was like an mtv produced movie although it was in theaters so it's not like it was just like a made for tv movie it was a theatrical movie that like mtv just so happened to produce it was weird i don't know that's weird i don't know if mtv movies is still a thing i have no clue but yeah coach carter is great (laughs) there's definitely some like younger recognizable faces in it as well octavia spencer plays one of the basketball moms and she's like young so it was crazy and then baby 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 channing tatum is one of the team members (laughs) like oh my god he's so little he's like he's like got this baby face he still has abs though of course like that i guess he came out the womb in them um and you know and then like Antoine Tanner who like I recognize from One Tree Hill like a lot of like oh Ashanti Ashanti is in it yeah the soundtrack is great too like it is the best of the best of the 2005 like hip-hop R&B era like it's so good but yeah Coach Carter it's great if you want to just like watch a inspiring movie an uplifting movie I really think that it's this uh, movie about perseverance and just like bettering yourself. Coach Carter is is it. Nice. Now I want to watch it. You should. It's <laughs> if not it's lovely. If not for the plot for uh, Baby Channing Tatum. Yeah, Baby <laughs> Channing Tatum. And like I I started rewatching it actually right before we were recording. I only got halfway through. Um, I don't know. This might be, like, one of the very few movies that Samuel L. Jackson doesn't say motherfucker in it. I'll get back to you on that, though. I'd like to see... I'll get back yeah, to you. Yeah, I'd like to see a list of his filmography and which movies he does and does not say motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, he might because sometimes he, like, you know, is very stern with these teenage boys. Um, uh. But he's also, like, a, a professional coach, teacher. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I've, like I said, I think it's one of his best performances because he's kind of giving everything in it. Um, yeah, Coach Carter, go watch it. It's great. It's lovely. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, just some other honorable mentions of some movies that we didn't get to talk about today, uh, but obviously recommend whether they're classics or just things that we grew up watching. Um, Remember the Titans. Of course. Uh, great story. Um, Space Jam. Oh, yes. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Mighty Ducks movies uh, with Emilio Estevez because for some reason... He decided to not really act much, and these are some of the main movies you can catch him in besides Breakfast Club. Uh, So, uh, yeah, check out the Mighty Ducks movies, great underdog stories. Um, Obviously, movies like Creed or the Rocky movies. Um, Yeah, there's there's so many good ones out there. Uh, Any honorable mentions you want to shout out, Jess? Yeah. So, Bend It Like Beckham, which was one of, like, the first feminist movies I ever got into, and I didn't even realize it at the time. (laughs) You know, I was, like, really young, being like, yeah, girl power. It's great. Bend It Like Beckham still holds up. Um, I, Tanya, which is a little different take on a sports movie. Um, Warrior, which is so underrated, so underappreciated. So underrated. It's, like, honestly, Tom Hardy's performance in that is is one of the best performances of all time and Joel Edgerton, and Joel Edgerton Joel Edgerton too I mean I have such a crush on that man <laughs> it's not even funny but like <laughs> him and those those two in those movies are almost like they're they're so visceral like it's almost like animalistic in in their 
in their acting when they're in the ring and then it's all about brotherhood and family so like warrior i'm begging you go see it it's amazing um and then after that fighting with my family um which i just watched the other night and i absolutely enjoyed even though like i'm not really into wrestling i really enjoyed fighting with my family yes uh i've seen that one too uh, for anyone uh, who doesn't know, it's about a wrestler. Uh, her wrestling name was Paige. Um, uh, going up through NXT and then getting her chance in WWE. Um, they have some just great supporting casts uh, with Nick Frost and Lita he- uh, Lena Hetty, uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, there's a cameo from The Rock because, you know, of course... Um, yeah, it's, it's just really well done. It's nice because it had the cooperation of like WWE, like they didn't officially produce it, but they were allowed, you know, they kind of partnered with, um, the rocks production crew to make it Steven merchant directed it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You like Jess said, you don't have to like wrestling or be a fan of wrestling to like it. Cause it's just another great underdog story movie that is based on a true story. And it's really funny. Like I've never seen a sports movie that was not a parody be that funny. Like the writing in it is, is also hilarious. So it's heartwarming and it's really funny. So one show I want to bring up because it is not a movie, uh, but it's one of the few sporting things that's airing right now because uh, this was a previously recorded competition thing. Uh, Ultimate Tag. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that this show is... Like, I love the concept because we've all played tag before. Uh, They bring in some elements of, like, the taggers, quote-unquote, that are chasing the contestants have, like, characters and gimmicks. Like, the one has glasses and, like, curly hair, and he's like, I'm the geek, you know? (laughs) And then there's this big badass girl that she's like, I'm the Iron Giantess, you know? (laughs) And it's so silly, it's ridiculous, the main note I have for the show is I think the hosts are god awful. Uh, it's hosted by JJ Watt, who's a football player, with his brothers. It's like J, uh, like he's JJ, and then it's like DJ and Chris, or I don't know. It's three brothers who look very much identical. They must be within only a few years of each other. They're all big football players, like NFL football players. So all the announcers sound exactly the same because they're brothers. <laughs> so. What I'll say is if the announcing bothers you, just throw it on mute and just watch and enjoy the show um, because we all played tag when we were younger and it's it's interesting to see. I'd rather watch things like this or like American Ninja Warrior where it's like people competing and doing things and not just, hey, there's a guy that gets paid billions of dollars to put a ball into a net. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want a little alternative besides wrestling to check out uh, while sporting events are gone, if you don't want to see movies, check out Ultimate Tag on Hulu. Let me know what you think. Do you agree on the announcers? Let's put some comedians in there that are actually funny and not just three dudes that sound identical. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Jess, uh, so those are sports movies. Uh, Where can they find you on the social medias? On Twitter and instagram and now coming at you on twitch i am at j-e-s-s-k-w-a-z-z jess quaz nice check her out there and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at brandon prosec p-r-o-s-e-k uh for the last name and uh please like subscribe follow entertainment buffet on youtube uh if you're watching us on youtube check us out uh, subscribe to itunes um and yeah check out facebook instagram we're on all theirs for entertainment buffet uh we're going to be bringing you some more video content uh since live shows are not currently happening right now uh so stay tuned for that uh please subscribe like i said follow rate share all the things that all podcast hosts ask you to do um as always check out movie trailer trash uh friends of the show who do that as well but yeah sports movies um may not be able to take us out to the ball game but we can watch a movie where they take us to the ball game and just remember there's no crying in baseball
<laughs> yes. See, that's a fucking ending. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I'm keeping this in, dude. There's so many times we have shitty endings, but that is a great ending. We're ending yes, on that. <laughs> yes, we did it. <laughs> go team Nailed go. <laughs> All right.